I just want to welcome you to Faith Builders Bible Study. Um, this is the continuance of uh, building our faith, doing something we're building on. We're investing in eternity. I believe it's time that we do that. Uh, we need to understand and we need to hear what the Spirit is saying through our, our bishop, our pastors, our elders, what the, what the Word of God is saying to us on our personal life. And um, the name of this uh, study is, um, it's a, a spiritual construction, but it's time to invest into eternity. Okay, we'll add to our faith, uh, brotherly kindness. Second Peter 1, 5 through 7. But also this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, Perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. The de definition of brotherly kindness. The Greek word brotherly kindness is transmitted as Philadelphia. That's compound in two words. Phileo, which is love, and ad ad adelphos, which is brother. It literally means love of brothers. As used in the New Testament, Philadelphia describes the love which Christians cherish each other as brethren. Romans 12.10 says, Reveal that it is through brotherly kindness that we can have kind affection towards one another. It is brotherly kindness, therefore, that provides a true sense of family in our association as members of the Lord's body or as members of the church. Jesus builds the church. We should be members, and we should love one another and have brotherly kindness. We don't see a lot of that today. At Faith Builders, we see a lot of that. We're a family here. Brotherly kindness. It is evident from previous definitions in the Bible that growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ involves a spiritual construction project. That's what we're doing. By adding to our faith, such as graces, such as virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and we're slowly becoming more like our Lord. This is in keeping with God's predetermined plan that we conform to the image of his Son. Romans 8.29 Equally important to the spiritual growth is developing the brotherly kindness. Together with love, it adds focus on our spiritual maturity that is outward and not just inward and upward. For the effects, for it affects how we act towards other people. All around us, we should be brotherly kind, have brotherly kindness. Romans 8, 28 through 30. As we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, and have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. That's us. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? Let's look at Romans 13, 8 through 10. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. 
For the, con- for the commandments say, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there be any commandment, they're all summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to your neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. <clears throat> I think Jesus really, uh, in his life, and his living, in the testament of him, really showed us love, what it's like to be, have brotherly kindness. Uh, when people say, if you will uh, heal me, or if you're willing to heal me. And he goes, I'm willing, you know. You see, he had brotherly kindness. So we add to our faith virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and brotherly kindness, which is together with love adds focus on our spiritual maturity that is outward and not just inward and upward, for it affects how we act towards other people. Now let's look at love. I want to spend some time here on love and just make it clear that it's not an emotion. But I want to read this here. I hope you guys get this. 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, love. 1 John 4, 7 through 21. Beloved. You notice he starts off with beloved. Let us love one another, for God is of, love is of God. Everyone who love, loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might have life through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and has sent his Son to be proposition for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and has love been perfected in us, his love been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his love. In other words, in this scripture is telling me that he's taught us love. Okay, so let's look at this. Love is a force. Formidable, which means to inspire awe and wonder. So more formidable than any other. It is invisible. It cannot be seen or measured. It is powerful enough to transform you in a moment and offer you more joy than any material possession. And that's Barbara DeAngelis. She's an author, an inspirational speaker. Love is the greatest force in the universe. It is the heartbeat of moral cosmos. He who loves is a participant in the being of God. And that's from Dr. King. Let's read this observation. When scientists look for an 
a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force. Love is light. It enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have and allows humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Love unfolds and reveals. For love, we live and die. Love is God and God is love. This love force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is a variable that we have ignored for too long. Maybe because we are afraid of love because it is only the only energy in the universe that man has not learned to drive at will. We cannot accept the energy to heal the world. We, excuse me, we can't. We, we accept that the energy to heal the world can be obtained through love multiplied by the speed of light. We arrive at this conclusion that love is the most powerful force there is because it has no limit. First Corinthians, meanwhile, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So continuing that, I'm going to read Matthew 22, 36 through 37. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord, the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And Mark says in 12, 29 through 31, the most important one, Jesus answered, the most important one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. So I've got some other facts here that uh, through time I've written down on it from another study, but I want to go over these with you because they pertain to love. So number one, love is a force. It binds the universe. Number two, love binds lives together. Love is powerful and powerful in small places. Love has a profound effect on distance. Love defines time, defies time, outliving both its source and its object. Think about that. Love is faster than light. Light defies time to reach others' objects traveling through space. Love reaches its object instantaneously. Love journeys forever into infinity. Love is the greatest gift. Love is profitable. Love is not an emotion. Love is both a feeling and a conscious decision. Love decreases appetite. Love reveals pain, relieves pain and stress. Love improves physical health. Love actually is catching. Love sometimes has to be learned. Love can be addictive. Love changes with time. Love causes heart rates to synchronize. Love releases natural painkillers. 
Now, 1 Corinthians 13, love suffers long, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, it is not puffed up, love does not behave rudely, love does not seek its own, love is not provoking, love thinks no evil, love does not rejoice in, in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, Love bears all things, love believes all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things, and love never fails. God is love. God never fails us. So continuing this love, I just kind of want to break out a few more things here. Uh, In the Western languages, the word love does not clearly distinguish the various meaning of what it is or what is it intended. Uh, For example, I love God, I love my wife, I love pizza. Uh, That all has the same word in there, love. But it's not the same meaning, is it? So we go to the Greek, and we see uh, four different kinds of love. Actually, there's five, but I'm only going to mention four. Uh, Storge, which is uh, empathy, bond. Storge, which is uh, the liking of someone through the fondness of familiarity, or um, uh, like family, somebody you're familiar with. Uh, It is an affection between brethren, soldiers in the trenches, uh, teammates, uh, team players. Uh, Number two, we look at phileo. That's a friend bond. It is love between friends as close as siblings in strength and duration. The friendship is strong bond existing between people who share common values, interests, or activities. Number three is eros in the Greek. It is a sensual and sexual desire, attraction to copulate. It is a physical attraction, often confused with agape or phileo. For example, the majority of people marry for eros and some for phileo, but rarely. Rarely for agape. Now let's talk about agape. Agape is unconditional love. This is the love of God. This is what Jesus showed us on the cross. This is probably what we don't fully understand. And the more we research Jesus and the Father through the word of God, the more we understand what agape is. Now we've seen agape. For example, I'm going to use an example In World War II, when a grenade was tossed into a foxhole and there were two men, one man would jump on that grenade and save the other man's life without him even thinking about it. That's unconditional love. That's a gruesome example, but that's the only one I could think of. Love, unconditional love, agape love, is vastly superior to any other form of love. In essence, agape is a permanent, tender-hearted attitude towards God and human beings, which is God's creation, without any condition, that not needing anything in return. You know, when somebody gives you a piece of bubble gum, you say, oh, I love that guy. That's not unconditional love. Unconditional love is known as an affection without any limitations or love without any conditions. This term is sometimes associated with other terms such as complete love. Each area of expertise has a certain way of describing unconditional love. Most of all, most of them will agree 
that this is the type of love which has no bounds and is unchanging. And there again, no bounds and is unchanging. So we see that on the cross. So in closing, I want to read uh, through this compilation of um, definitions to kind of give us a more clear um, idea of why we're building, what we're building, and I'm going to conclude with why we're doing it. So giving all diligence, which means we must be careful, persistent, and determined to add to our faith, which is the knowledge, assent, trust, and embrace of God's word. Virtue, which is the honesty, courage, compassion, generosity, loyalty, integrity, fairness, and prudence. We add knowledge, which is having no doubt, confusion, and, and is understood and implied. Self-control, which is <clears throat> control of the mind, the mouth, the body, and must be held uh, up by God's word. Perseverance, which is a testing of our faith through uh, steady, continued belief in God, not just for the current trial or tribulation, but over a sustained period of time. Godliness, which is submitting the way life of life to the gentle leading of the Holy Spirit as well as the occasional rebuke. Brotherly kindness, which is together with love, it adds focus on our spiritual maturity that is outward and not just upward and inward for it affects how we act towards other people. Love, which is the force that binds, and that is God is love. Okay, and why do we build this wall? Why are we adding these bricks to our faith? Let's go back to Second Peter. If these things are yours and abound, which means abound means overflow, if if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Powerful. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, therefore, what's it therefore? Brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Okay. For if, there's that if again, you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So there you go. We build the wall and we know why we do that. And it's amazing. We can only do it through Christ, in Christ, and for Christ. And if you don't know Christ, say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know you love me and gave, me, gave your life for me. I ask you for forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from sin. I ask you to come into my heart and life and make you Lord and Savior of my life in Jesus' name.
Now go tell somebody, if it's your first time, activate your faith and start building on your faith. If you need a church family, we've got a wonderful church family here. And the name of this church is Faith Builders. That's what we do. We help people build their faith for the work of the ministry. So they have a grand entrance into the kingdom of God. So you're welcome to join us. Thank you for doing this Bible study with me. And I hope you get your pens and notebooks and Bibles out and continue the study. Thank you.